some verses up there this morning, which is, which is our custom, just kind of lay the, the, the uh, you, you know, the idea and the foundation from the word of what we're going to talk about today. And uh, uh, the words of Jesus, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Father, thank you for your word, your truth, Lord, that which is filled with life. It's the only food of eternal life. And so we bless you and we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Today... We're going to look at the words of Jesus, which I would call it is very straight talk. The Sermon on the Mount is, you know, just filled with this message of Jesus as he is teaching and, you know, speaking of, of you know, uh, God uh, in life. As you read through the Sermon on the Mount, you see those things that have an application for life. And yet, as he concludes this wonderful sermon, you know, he ends with some very straight talk. And so, this is Jesus' words, not mine. So, don't throw anything at me. <laughs> straight talk. How many can handle some straight talk this morning? All right? Yeah. Just straight talk. Praise the Lord. Yes. He wraps up this Sermon on the Mount, you know what I mean, with these strong words. And the whole gist of it is, which way to heaven? Which way is to heaven? He tells us that life is a vapor. You know, it's like that cup of coffee that you pour in the morning and it's really hot and the vapor rises and then it's gone. He says that life is like that. It's just very short. Not very long at all. In particularly in relationship to eternity. Yes, eternity. And so he he presents to us two options. And I call this the title of my message, door number one or door number two. Which door? 
will you choose? You remember this story, and I still believe it's on, is, is The Price is Right. The Price is Right, of course, they have that finale then, which is three doors. The only difference is, is that, you know, we're down to two doors, and in The Price is Right, they don't know which, what is behind the door. And so they are gambling, you know, hoping they get the best door. Well, that's not the case with Jesus, as he sets before us two doors. He goes ahead and paints not a detailed picture, but, but a, a general picture, okay, of what's behind each door. What's behind, if you choose door one, or what is door two about? And, and the option, he says, is hell and eternal punishment is one door. And behind the other door is eternal joy in life forevermore. We discover that in the, the door that we choose, either one is not just simply a door, but it is a pathway. It is a pathway. So, uh, you know, let's talk about some straight talk this morning, that we can have a examine ourselves to see whether we are in or have chosen the right door. Genuine faith. Two paths, two gates, two destinations. Two roads of life, one road to life. Jesus covers the fact that, number one, it's not just an entrance, it is a pathway. It is a choice that we must face in life particularly when given the opportunity and made aware, and I mean, that there are options. There are options. He says that one path is a path of destruction, and the other path is a path of deliverance. One is narrow, and wide. Or excuse me, one is narrow, the other is, is wide. Pursuing life requires that one must choose those doors, from those doors. One is the gate of just self. The other is the gate of Faith. He speaks to us about the fact that we are to examine ourselves. Whether or not our faith is genuine. When he says examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith or not, 
He's saying, by and large, would you check to see who your confidence is in? Check to see who you trust. Yeah. It's not a difficult examination. This book has a, or is, a roadmap for guidance, not only in life, but for life. Peter, I believe, was it says that we need to look into the Word of God. And that's what we're doing this morning. Jesus' words. Straight talk. So let's start with the path that is the path of destruction. That's what it says. Wide is the gate... In broad is the way, and many go in there at. It leads to destruction. That's a tar- terrible end, isn't it? No, nobody would choose that path if they really believed that. In this path of destruction, he says it's an effortless pass. Path. Your choice is your choice. Effortless. There's no rules. There's no constraints. How many raised your family that way? No rules, no constraints. I don't think so. Mess up royal, right? The wide road, he says, is easy to navigate. It's got plenty of room. Very spacious. It takes no effort. Because on that road, you can live just the way you want. You can follow your flesh. You can follow just without, without uh, 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 any, any what would I say, any constraints or rules. You can just live every day just the way you'd like to. You can enjoy the pleasures of the world without thought to the end of the road. It's a dangerous path. We all know that this life we come to what we know as physical death. But he's talking further than that, that beyond the physical death, there is still 
a destination. A destination that refers to, in a spoken of, and I'll explain it, is a second death. And the second death is separation from God eternally. No connection to God or God's things or God's creation. The new heaven and the new earth, which he said he will have, you know, at the sometime in God's program, he said there will be no connection to that. That wide road, that door number two, as we call it, you know what I mean? It doesn't lead there. It doesn't end up there. Let me read a straight talk from the Apostle John in 21.8. Now, if you would just bear with me on this straight talk this morning, because these are very hard messages for me, because I just love to do encouragements. I just love that you're all right, I'm all right, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God, <laughs> you know. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus says sometimes there has to be straight talk. And so in Revelation 21, he, he, he gives a picture that of, the, of the end of the road and also what type of people end up in that end of the road destination. He says in Revelation 21 and 8, the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers, the idolatries, and all liars shall have their part. Now, when he says liars there, he's not talking about, yes, a little white lie. Because we'd all be in trouble. But you just, your whole nature is you lie. Oh, and then he really gets... You know, he gets hot. All of these shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. On that road, road number two, it may be cool today, but <laughs> it may be hot tomorrow. But the good news is, is that if we surrender, surrender our life to Jesus Christ, we move from that dangerous road, you know, to the life road. I'll tell you frank today. Jesus said that there's only one way. In a culture that would love to go ahead and say there's just any way and every way. And it doesn't agree with the creator. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. 
It says that neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. So number one, Jesus is the door. To door number one. John said this, recording the words of Jesus, I am the door. I am the gate to the sheepfold, the blessed pathway. He is that. And so he, he, he gives us an invitation. An invitation to choose that door that's narrow, and it's narrow because you must come through Jesus Christ. In other words, you just can't believe what you want on that through that door and on that pathway. In this, when he says that gate is narrow, he's saying that there is a, a priority that must exist in your life. Jesus has to be a real first A real first. So he needs to be a priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. And then he unfolds the blessing of that pathway, which is amazing. That narrow gate also speaks of commitment. Sometimes there is a projection of easy believism. But yet the truth of the matter is, is Jesus said it's a pathway of self-denial. If any man will come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross, his role in life, and follow me. So he gives us an invitation. I mean, I think it's pretty good that he goes ahead and makes it plain. Proverbs said this, there's a way that seems right to man, but it doesn't lead to eternal life. It makes sense to, to every sense of reasoning in humanity. It appeals to the eye. It's comfortable to our, our living. See, God is not trying to make us uncomfortable. He's trying to get us to eternity. Not in the hot place, 
but in the heavenly place. Isn't it wonderful that, you know, he comes along and says, wait a minute now, I want to give you a secret. I want to shine some light on it. I want you to check yourself, check the path. Because he doesn't want anybody to be lost. The cross is, is that demonstration of God's love for us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all men would come to repentance and the knowledge of the truth. See, there is a, there is a discovery. It's called the knowledge of the truth. John prayed that for us this morning. And he, re, he, he prayed that, and it's part of Scripture, and, and Paul is actually praying for Christians. He wants, he wants us to have an enlargement, an understanding of this, this pathway that sometimes, you know, he says is straight and narrow. It's because Jesus must have priority in your life. The Word of God must also, you know, be, you know, a, a, a teacher. So he comes along and says, oh, hey, wait a minute, no, you're going the wrong way. That doesn't end up where you want to go. It's one of those things that says, you don't want to follow the crowd. Because the crowd is on pathway number two. And that in itself is, you know, that crosses American culture how we make our associations and make our, you know, well, it's got to be right. Look at all the people. Jesus says, don't look at all the people. Look at me. Your body may have chosen door number two, but because these doors are individual and personal. Mama can't make the choice for you. Daddy can't make the choice for you. They can guide you to a point, but at some place, you have to make the choice which door. Door number one or door number two. There's only one door that leads to heaven, and that's the door, Jesus Christ. I love what John told his or Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 14. 
as they're troubled. The issues and the events of the hour, you know what I mean, were not lining up like, he had, like they had hoped. And so Jesus steps in and says, guys, you know what I mean? Listen, you need to look a little further. You need to see more than what is just taking place today and in the events that's happening. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Is it too strong to say that you've got to believe in Jesus? As Savior, as Lord and Master. You've got to believe in the cross of Jesus. You've got to believe in the sacrifice of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And of course, you probably have all those boxes checked. He says that behind that door, number one, there is divine protection, provision. John chapter 7 says that when you come to him, he says you will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That, of course, means you'll find care for life. You'll have a place of safety. In the dark times, and you will have plenty of spring times, because God guarantees that the weather will always warm up. So I'm going to give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah! <laughs> praise the Lord! Amen! It's a place of joy and rest and peace and unspeakable beauty and glory. That's the pathway we enter the narrow gate, which is Jesus. And on this, what we call the straight path or guided path. All right? Let's call it the guided path. The guided path, you know what I mean? This is what it is, leads to. No more tears when you get there. There'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no death nor pain. Now, I read the scripture where the other one ended up. It sounds to me like it is. none of those things are there. I didn't find any of them there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. One day, conversation was going on in, in, in a... And the statement is made, and Jesus makes it. He said, no, Jesus didn't make it. One of the apostles did. You know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. The minute that you do that, you enter through that gate or door number one. So which door have you chosen? Which door should you choose? You can't be neutral about eternal life. 
you can't ride the middle of the road. You know, reluctantly, people make wrong decisions because they try to calculate, you know what I mean, what they'll have to change, what they'll have to do, you know what I mean, all of those things before they make a choice. What am I going to lose? Well, I want to submit to you, what are you going to gain? Because you're definitely going to lose. Door number one is covered with blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the blood. In whom we have redemption through his blood. That gate has blood on its doorposts. The story of Exodus, when the death angel was going to pass through, it was where the blood was on the post that it could not enter. And I'm telling you this morning that when you go through that door, there is blood, amen, and death cannot enter. And I'm talking about eternal death. It cannot enter. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning. Two doors. Two different destinations. Yes, I hear it. You maybe have heard it. Many people say that Jesus is narrow-minded. He's divisive. He's intolerant. Number one, he's not intolerant. Number two, he's not divisive. He's trying to unite. And the first uniting that we need to have is uniting with our Heavenly Father. And Jesus unites us with our Heavenly Father. It's really just the opposite. He's not narrow-minded. Would you prefer a narrow-minded, so to speak, person over a broad-minded person, considering the destiny of the two? But here's what he does tell us in this straight talk. He says you need to make Every effort to enter through that narrow door. It will be a decision. A decision of genuine commitment.
A decision wherein you're going to trust. You're going to trust life in the Lord. Trust your life and your days with the, the Lord. What a divine blessing to be given the exact directions to eternity. Amazing. Naturally, I am directionless. I admire people say, well, that's, this is north and that's south, you know what I mean? Or, I mean, they just have it together. The fact is, I got, my sisters, I don't know how well they are in directions, but uh, all my brothers, there's eight of us, and all seven of them, they have a compass. I don't have a compass. I have to lay out my bedroom just so that I can find my way to the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, that's a little extreme. But <laughs> I do find my way, though, let me tell you. <laughs> what a divine blessing. He's trying to show us the direction to eternity. God offers salvation to everyone, but He only offers it on His terms. His terms. The great leader of Israel, Joshua. You probably heard about him, familiar with him. He was the leader after Moses. He stood with his congregation. He says, guys, listen, it's time to make a decision. They were at a crossroads. Their future. lay in their decision. And here's what he said. And this is what I, all I can say. As for me and my house, he said, we're going to choose door number one. And then he says, you need to choose. I can't make that decision for you. He says, choose you this day. An opportunity. You know what I mean? A moment at a time. As you stand with me this morning, 
I want to leave you with that food for thought. Would you like to make a decision? Would you give thought with regard to door number one and door number two? Because both doors lead to somewhere and to a destiny. The good news is, is that you can leave the door number two pathway anytime that you say, well, I'd like to change my mind and I'd like to choose door Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when you choose, and if you've already choose, chosen, you can go ahead and claim for your life Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear any evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and my cup runs over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. teams to come over to the side over here and if you would wish to make a decision regarding those doors or maybe you're confused and troubled and you just want a reassurance that decision that you have made want to offer you that opportunity to have some of the prayer team pray for you and counsel you and you know and talk to you and to, to reassure you amen this is straight talk straight talk dealing with eternal destinies. We're not dealing with just our tomorrows, although that's included. It's where it leads. It's where it leads. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to pray. 
Father, this morning, your word says that you set before us life and death. I pray that we'll choose life today. The life that's only in Jesus. That the decisions, or because the decisions we make today can determine the ends of our lives. We pray for that in Jesus' name.